Plus Studios, home of the Saul Rubinek Fan Club, proudly presents... Tom Hanks Giving, right here every Tuesday. Tom Hanks Giving, come on and press play. There's Elvis, the host with the most, yada 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 yada. With a different guest each week, they're the smart ones. Each episode's a new movie, about Tom Hanks, the man himself, of course. It's time for Tom Hanks Giving. It's the best you can get. It's the rootinest tootinest podcast on the internet. Tom Hanks Giving. Howdy, partner, and welcome to Tom Hanks Giving. I'm your host, Elvis, and today we are asking the question, for what does it profit a man to gain the world but lose his soul? That's right. Today we're talking about Brian De Palma's 1990 film, Bonfire of the Vanities, adapted from the Tom Wolfe novel of the same name, uh, written by screenwriter Michael Christopher, and starring a cast of a thousand. <laughs> uh, today I'm joined by the Gossip Guys. Woo! Yeah! We're here. What's going on, guys? I'm Andy. I'm Aaron. And you're gossip We're guys. Gossip. Yeah. yeah, you I mean you Well we know we know one half of Andy. You Andy got one, only one half of Andy, yeah. <laughs> I'm the other half. I'm his best half, all right? That's, that's, uh. that's true. Yeah, you've been I better Andy. And and we've mentioned uh, gossip guys on the pod every time you push um, but give a little what's what's the show about? Uh, it's about being awesome. Two dudes talking Gossip Girl. And oh, that's so awesome. So it's about a show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, so you guys talk about Gossip Girl, and we were like, oh, we got to find a Hanks movie that fits for you guys. And we came up with uh, Bonfire of the Vanities. And that is because every episode of Gossip Girl is a, like a pun or a takeoff of a film. And there was the only one. Well, there's been a couple, but we'd already gone through. I think. I think another Hanks film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I wasn't allowed on the You've Got Mail because oh, there yeah, was you You've Got Yale. Yeah, and that could have been great. <laughs> we had would have been one for you. Would have been much right. better than this episode. Okay, because this is, <laughs> woo, guys. Aaron don't has even know some what happened oh, here. Hey, hey, hey. All right. Uh, so Bonfire of the Vanities. <laughs> this movie, I, I like. I am intimidated to talk about this movie because there's so much going on. There's so much content. It's one I feel like I've got to watch a second time to really articulate. And then this is one, if you haven't seen the movie, I'm going to have to recommend it to you really before you watch this movie. I'm getting at the fact that Aaron did not like this movie. No. <laughs> no, I don't like. Don't, listen, I was very excited for this movie. I was really, really? excited. Yeah, I was. I mean, it's a, it's a great cast. Okay. Yeah, great ca- I mean, you have Forrest Gump going up against John McClane. First time, what only else, time. Well, what else do you and, want? And Morgan Freeman, Mountie Griffith. Kevin Dunn. Little yeah. Kirsten Dunn. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, baby queer Kirsten yeah. Dunn. Kim Cattrall. Yeah. I, it was F. Murray Abraham. Rita Wilson. Amazing cameo. Okay, here's yeah. here's my question. Is that where they met? Or were they all no, 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 together? No, no, no. We've done this okay. a couple times. They've Bond been together. Something? They yeah. actually met on Bachelor, or not Bachelor Party, uh, Bosom Buddies. Bosom okay. Buddies. But they didn't fall in love until Volunteers. There it is. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So Hanks just yeah, gets her roles. So, so Listen, I'm, I'm a big De Palma fan, all right? De Palma's great. Scarface, yeah. Carlito's Way, I mean, you know, Body Double Lives. I mean, these... I don't, would go for Scarface. Mission first. Impossible. Mission, great movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, but I, well, I just don't know what he was trying to get here. I don't, I don't understand what he was doing. 
And it sounded like a fun movie. I was like, this. It's not. I don't think it was supposed. Well, I disagree. Okay, no, was, no, no, listen. No, it is a fun because it's a comedy, comedy right? This is yeah, a yeah. satire. It's yeah, yes. This it's is satire. a real like. This isn't bullshit. New age satire where it's like, oh, we're making jokes that are clearly lifting from the headline. This is a real satire. Yeah. Because if you don't know it's funny, you might think it's it's taken to be taken serious. No, it's but you very also dark. Take it, it seriously. That's the unfortunate part. Th- but I think if you're paying it, like this is a, a Scorsese style satire. Whereas people who are like Wolf of Wall Street is glorifying the assholes. No, it's not. The whole movie, it's making fun of the assholes and pointing out how bad these people are. This is the same kind of movie. Didn't get that, but okay. No, I, it does, <laughs> but at the same time, I feel like it, it sometimes veers into it. It still looks it, more it's, fun it's, it's a da- than this. I mean, it's a dangerous game, because like, a lot of people that are watching it are lo- losing the... It's lesson. the Chappelle show situation, <laughs> yeah. where the wrong crowd gets the wrong message from the humor. Like, okay, the first... It just... You could tell it was absurd, and I was into it. And yeah. it was like, oh, this is going to be weird, okay, he's it's doing something... It's a very weird He's movie. doing yeah. something different... But then I don't know. It's just like I just I kind of just lost track of what was going on. There's a there's a He's lot like, of plot also Aaron. Yeah. I I am honestly I think I, if I'm gonna guess right now, Elvis loves it. Aaron hates it. I don't know. You're where in the I'm middle. At. I'm yeah. in the middle. And, and Aaron though is the popular opinion. This movie got fucking trash. It was not well. See, no, it was, yeah. on Tomatoes. It was a bust. And every and Morgan Freeman has said that he has never seen the movie. And also, he said while making it, he just knew it was a disaster. Like, it was just one of those ones you could just tell. But I feel like Morgan Freeman should watch at least the end for him. Yeah. I love it. But, but uh, listen, and yeah. I, you know me, I, 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 I tend to like... <laughs> Introduce ba- yourself to the audience here. I tend to like bad movies. Yeah. Okay? So I thought this was going to be fun and weird. It was just like, it just, there was just too much... Ha- I just... Well, it's certainly not I that even... kind of bad movie. Well, that's, yeah. that's the thing. If I... it is a bad movie, it's not that one. <laughs> love is a... Str- I don't know if, like, love in the same way, like, I when Appreciate I discovered it. Punchline. I yeah. love that movie. That's a good it's movie. It's fantastic... Yeah. This movie, I think, is so weird and... Like, I was expecting it to be bad because, again, critically panned. Yeah. And, uh... Just, it seemed like, like, I think how you went in, I went the same expectations, like, oh, this will be kind of a goofy bad yeah. movie. But I think the weird ambition to it and the, the filmmaking techniques, the, the shot, direction. The style of the yeah. shots so were just really good. Yeah, that one uh, overhead twirling one. Well, yeah, the, the, there's, I love that because that that's, to me, what I got from that was, like, we have this crazy overhead shot where they're God talking. God talking. Yeah, and, of course, these Wall Street guys, God is their boss, so they're looking up to him because this is the only thing in life that they're worried about. Well, and, I mean, it's said several times that Tom Hanks is the master of the universe. Yeah. So, and, and yeah, so he's one step below God, And He-Man. And He-Man, yeah, exactly. Um, Tom Hanks and He-Man have a lot. In I comedy. do think that uh, Kim Cattrall plays Skeletor in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she died uh, for months to look emaciated. By the way, there's so much to this movie. Her I can't. Her voice is crazy. Same well, her voice—it's weird. They're great. Her, they're, they're, I think the first scene, they especially with Kim Cattrall's first scene, her voice is so bonkers, and it's weird the rest of the movie. But it's. I noticed there was it was it kind of cooled down. It did. The first one was the craziest. I think that was. I, I'm I, sure it was intentional. Yeah, I, I know. I'm wondering like was the way I took it was like she doesn't sound like that. She's putting on a voice because she's this kind yeah. of person. Yes, and I like that. Like, there's a lot of really neat character choices in this movie, and I think that really works for me. 
I mean, I think ambition is the right word. They're trying to do a lot in this movie. And then the actors, I mean, it's like a fucking play. I mean, it's an opera. They yeah. even ha Don Giovanni is the... <laughs> opera is, is the perfect yeah, way to put it. Yeah, I mean, everyone's operatic. Like, F. Murray Abraham just is, like, in that mode the whole time. He's Mayor Weiss, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yes. and yeah. he's just, like, always just... Up to eleven, and he's but he's so good. Yeah. And Mayor, yeah, Mayor Weiss. I mean, the names in this movie are great because Weiss is again white. Yeah, and, uh, which and, they use in the movie. Yeah, Weiss Justice is White Justice. Exactly, and, it, and Judge White. That's his name. Yeah, that's Morgan Freeman's name. Yeah, um, yeah. No, this. Uh, I think ambition is the way to put it, and not to jump too far ahead of like the assessment, but the weird comparison I'm gonna make is I think this is. I, I take it better than I took this, but I would compare it to David Lynch's Dune, where there's just so much going on. I've never seen Dune. That it's... Yeah. It's I, bad. I yeah, didn't like it. I hate yeah. it. It's probably the worst <laughs> probably David like, Lynch yeah. film. And I haven't seen them all, but I, I feel comfortable saying that. Yeah. Uh, that said, I really like this movie compared to how I felt about Dune, but in that same way, kind of what you were saying, there's so much to it that I almost wonder... Like, the criticism I had, like, the direction of every scene is so specific... But it almost makes you wonder what's important to take away in the movie. Because everything is so emphasized that I think it kind of just becomes noise at a certain point. Does that make any sense? Yes, yeah. because I, I there was a certain point, probably an hour in, I just, I lost track and I just kind of stopped caring. There was just, there, I just, there was just too much going on. Is that about the point? Because that seems like where we found out, because there's a point in the beginning where we kind of thought maybe Bruce Willis, I mean, he was writing this book, yes. essentially, about yeah. it. But he wrote, time, yeah. yeah. At the time, when we thought maybe we were watching the book play out. Well, we then, actually, That's what I thought, too, yeah. yes. The weird thing is, though, we might actually still be watching it, because yeah. he's narrating exactly. it. Because one of the I, questions I have is, why is this... I felt it was a, a waste of Bruce Willis, almost. He wasn't in it enough. I wanted more. I wanted to see them go at it more. I did say when they were on the subway, I was like, I'd watch. Yeah, I watched that the movie. Dream. Yes, um, and they find the scene where they finally come together. Can we get fantastic. those two in the next True Detective? That would, oh, that would be amazing. Be, yes. That would be awesome. Yes, that we'll have a whole podcast. On. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Please, <laughs> HBO. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, that show. I Don't think scrap they, it just yet. Get yeah, them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if they could do that, I yeah. think they would. Who wouldn't? Just like this this movie, there's a lot to talk about. This. Well, I guess we should say Bruce Willis plays Peter Fallow, who is Who's a. I mean, basically a fallow artist. Like, he's lost his his way. I mean, he's a drunk. He's a drunk. And he's... they say he's a has-been early in the movie, and, like, the girl won't sit on his face anymore. No, If the girl won't sit on your face... What's you the know, point of life? Yeah, she really has. Yeah, no, just career. end it. Just end it. If she's not going to sit on your face, end it. Yeah. And then later she'll sit on a... Xerox, she just mm -hmm. likes sitting on things. <laughs> that was her role. Well, I mean, we're all sitting on chairs. I yeah. think sitting on things yeah, is generally... That's true. A, a, yeah, sitting is a new smoking, they she's say. She's just more interesting in what yeah. she sits on. In the book, Peter Fallow was a British expat. Oh, really? Oh, well, I, I, another trivia was uh, they wanted Jack Nicholson to play him. They also they also wanted uh, John Cleese. Ooh. There, yeah, I mean, this that's the thing. Like, yeah, this I was looking through of, the trivia. It was like never-ending. So many cool people that they were looking for. This is the kind of movie where it's like you're going to get casting stories forever. But you don't even need to really go into there because considering how many people are in this movie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's the thing. Like, I think I completely can see it and see what your point is with... There's so much going on in the movie that it's hard to stay focused on one thread. It's 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 a little bit oversaturated, but I really appreciate how over like the things that are in it. I really like all of them. It's just not synthesized to like a specific direction. 
Well, should we focus on the the question that you started us off? I yeah, mean, yeah. Well, clearly the the theme of it. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is stated complete. Actually, let, let's 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 circle around that. But do we think this is the actual events? Is it the book version of events? Like let, that was an interesting question. Let's chase that. At first, I thought it was the book, but then bringing seeing Bruce Willis kind of made me feel we were just watching. He was just retelling the story of actual events. Right, but if. This is a nonfiction book. Wouldn't that scene be in the book? He did meet the guy. This is how... No? It's I... sort of like serial in that way. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the book was written as a serial. Like, it oh, every it... week by week in the Rolling Stone in 1984. Yeah. That's uh, interesting. Which is cool. But I think how I will take it, and it's just the simple route, is that instead of reading anything into it, is that he... Obviously wrote the stories, and that gave him some popularity, and then he wrote the book based on the events, and maybe he used his insight and the actual truth yeah. and put that in. Well, that's actually draws an interesting parallel I hadn't thought of, because the the kind of book story, or the story within the story, um, is about... It kind of comes to the crux of it, where at the trial, he lies to get to the truth. And is that kind of what the the movie is saying that's what the book is, the book is a lie to get to the truth of the matter. Because that's what movies do. Fiction movies yeah. are lies that essentially are supposed to, to reach in a universal truth. That actually is a great point in terms of adaptations in general. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, any based on a true story, it's not the exact word-for-word truth. and they're, yeah. But they're just trying to, yes, get to the meat of it. And I think most people watching it disagreed when the movie came out, but I think there is some truth in this movie. And, like, because the... I, especially watching it now, the world is, like, fucked. Yeah, <laughs> and, and... And it just... All these things I'm watching, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> with the, with the really weird thing is, I think the the uh, the truth that goes through the lie in the Tom Hanks story and the, the actual movie we're seeing are completely different. Because in the movie, the truth is, like, oh, you lie to get to the truth because... Decency is the right way to do it. The be decent people. Be That's, decent people. Yeah. It, you know, justice. He didn't do anything wrong, so he shouldn't be condemned. But did he? Um, that we, I want to get into that too. Because <laughs> that, that, But I think the movie is actually saying that uh, the truth is so often perverted, and this is kind of done yes. within the movie. Because at the end of the movie, who greets uh, Bruce Willis, Peter Fallow, at his like speech, whatever, but all the, the nasty characters. The mayor, of course, the mayor, is like, congratulations. Uh, you see Saul Rubinick again. Uh, I can't remember if... Uh, Kramer. Is the yeah, Kramer. Uh, I can't remember if anybody else... I'm pretty sure there was several other characters there. All the socialites, Exactly. All, all the people that were just been the... Con- like, I'm sure the poet was there, our favorite yeah. guy with AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> that was... was um, oh, God. What, my dear was Andre. Oh, that, that's that guy? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, yeah Not Wallace just... Shawn, the other guy. Andre. <laughs> Andre. I don't remember his name. Uh, yeah. He was so that was a great cameo. Yeah. He was now that you know, yeah. This yeah. Movie he was, was all, yeah. filled with great cameos. Yeah, it was yeah. great, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 for the ca- and then just filled with supporting roles for the people who weren't like notable enough to be cameos yet because they were still on their way up. Yeah, I mentioned to you, I was like, I think all of these people went on to do great things, just even the people in the background. Yeah. It's like, okay, this guy's been on The Wire. This guy, mm-hmm. like, they're just like, they just blew up. And I think it's, yeah, these are just, this is just fantastic casting. Um, and all the actors are great. Like, even when you get, we were saying before, F. Murray Abraham is like this crazy over the top. I love, I love his character because he's just the, the quintessential hypocritical humor. Because he's like, what, what was that line he said where it's like, how dare they utilize this? 
Yeah. Uh, for their own political gain. Yeah. The yeah. bastards! And that's exactly what he's doing yeah. to try and... Because it's election Yeah, game. that was a weird shot where he's like looking at the TV and it was just like... Well, that was the split screen. Yeah, the split screen, really yeah. Because cool, it, like it was literally like a black and white. Like they had all the black... And then mm -hmm. the segregation on screen. Mm -hmm. It was very... I thought it was very effective. It was interesting. Yeah, and like that was... Uh, the, this, the actual shot, uh, this first shot with just the Reverend talking and giving his impassioned mm -hmm. speech. And the fire... Reverend fighting, Bacon. Reverend Bacon. <laughs> yeah. And the fires burning in the background. It's so over the top, but because it's through the lens of an actual shot, it actually works for the movie because it's like, oh, they're staging it so it looks so over the top for the... It's like, that's the thing. There's so many layers to this movie that I think that's half the reason why I really like it. And then the others, there's a lot of really interesting philosophical stuff to chew on. Even if it kind of fumbles it. There's so many things to just talk about. I think it's a fascinating disaster, or just a, or just it's so interesting. I don't think it's bad don't enough think to it's be a disaster. disaster. But like, you can take it like that. I don't uh, know where to start with this movie. Uh, no, no, that, <laughs> yeah. that's the thing. Uh, and the movie starts with uh, a great one shot. We're going th or a great long take where we're going through this elevator as uh, Bruce Willis's character shows up. And he talks to Rita Wilson. Yeah. It's a good walk and talk. Very Sorkin. Is very Sorkin. <laughs> yeah. Pre-Sorkin. Yeah. Um, but, uh, they, like... This was Sorkin's big inspiration. Did, did, we need, <laughs> did we need the whole that long of a setup? Because considering Peter Fowler wasn't our main character. Could we have started this movie yes. later? Yeah. Where would you have started this movie? Since you were so critical of it. I think I would have started the movie with Tom Hanks. Yeah. Yeah. In that first scene where he's calling Maria. Yeah. Yeah, be careful, guys. Don't have an affair. Just don't. I'm telling both of you now. <laughs> listen to me. Nine out of ten times, you'll end up in a body bag. Don't have an affair. Or you'll kill someone else. Okay. Yeah. Someone will someone end up in dies, a body bag. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the one thing I do want to say about that opening, though, is they're talking, like Rita Wilson's talking about his book, which is the book about this movie. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. It doesn't yeah, imply exactly. What's the jar of mayonnaise? It's a oh yeah because what was, the hell was that about? Because it like it was comes like out thing that she was quoting from it. Oh yeah, the mayor and the jar of mayonnaise. <sighs> yeah, there's no there's no mayo in this movie. No, so. so that I guess would suggest that this is the actual events that happened because. It seems like the jar of mayonnaise is some weird thing. It could thing. be a flourish that he made into it. Another moment of how Unless, the truth and fiction... Or are they really right. just fucked up in the editing room. <laughs> no, that was, like, this This movie maybe... Very intentional. Of, of yeah, everything in this movie is intentional, even if it doesn't succeed. Like, you could tell there's a reason. So now I'm wondering, is the jar of mayonnaise code for, like, the fake tape? Because he couldn't talk about that in the book? Maybe. There's a, maybe. There, I don't know. I it's thought it was an interesting big, detail. Metaphor. Yeah. But like, Char Man is, is the tape, guys. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It stuck out to me. I was wondering yeah. if you guys picked up on it. I mean, it was a MacGuffin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, what do you guys feel about lying for the right reasons? Oh, he's a big fan. Honesty is not always the best policy. Even Okay, but you're lying to tell the truth. Just the way Tom Hanks did in this scene. Like, yeah. Yeah. He had to lie because he couldn't use that tape, but by lying that it was his tape... The truth came the tr out. Because if he didn't use it, the truth wouldn't have come out. So can you lie to get... I think it's... I yeah, think it's, it's, it's possible. Because, again, we kind of already talked about that. That's yeah. what movies are. Yeah. So I'm totally down with that. Isn't that <laughs> yeah, just... I guess that is true. A movie yeah, But isn't, isn't that lie. just, I mean, manipulating? That's what you're doing. That's, I mean... 
Well, I mean, it comes you from, know? doesn't obviously come from an honest way from yeah, him. Yeah, true. Um, You're and, I mean, saying... Is he innocent? I mean, because, yes, it gets the truth, and, and that's how he posits it, but that shit-eating grin that it ha- he has... That shit-eating grin is, that is hilarious. That is not him because I'm I'm giving the truth to the people. That's, I'm getting off scot-free. Yeah, that's, yeah. and that's interesting because this movie, or at least Fallow keeps calling him, because uh, I think Fallow's he calls voiceover... Him a hero. Yeah. I think because we it's it's really important to keep in mind that Fallow's words aren't the words of the movie. The way he feels, or at least he describes his character of uh, Tom Hanks's Sherman McCoy, isn't necessarily how the movie's presenting him. Because uh, the movie's obviously presenting him to be kind of a shit face, at least especially at the end there. Hmm. But yeah, the, he keeps well, calling he, him the book, a hero. One of the titles is the real McCoy. Yeah. So is he showing in the book? Is that what he's showing? The real one or the, the bastard? The yeah. It makes sense because he's the one who notices the shitting grin at the end of the at the end of the trial. So maybe that's what comes out. Considering actually, F. Murray Abraham is the dude who's there yeah. and welcomes him. Maybe the book comes out and it like condemns him, and that's why he's disappeared. Well, I think that's what he says, right? That he's like, we never saw him again. Kind yeah. Of thing. Mm-hmm. But does that because the book came out and there was like, oh, this guy isn't a hero. He's... But then he calls... You see, this, there's a lot of... Well, I, I think uh, no matter what, you're always going to be suspected, so you just you got to get out. <laughs> I mean, once yeah, you're on... Not, listen, OJ didn't leave. <laughs> yeah, 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 he went to Florida, man. He got out of L.A. Well, so, he got yeah. out of Florida. Yeah, yeah. Like, he he's ran. still giving interviews. This is how yeah. I did it if I did do it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> is that what Hanks is doing? That, that, that's actually uh, yeah, kind of where I wanted to go to. Is oh, Hanks... <laughs> in a, he wasn't driving the car, but, like, the fact that we see that scene... And we never see, like, sure, the guy grabs his arm and he's maybe reaching for something, but there's not any hard evidence that they were there was any sort of intimidation game. How did you guys take that? Scene? Okay, first of all, I, 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 how, how big was this tire that it took him, like, 20 minutes to move the tire? <laughs> that, okay. that, I, that I chalked up to, because the whole time I was like, this is like a Frasier episode starring Tom <laughs> Hanks. <laughs> what? So that was... Well, it was in a dystopian Bronx. <laughs> yeah, they went to Detroit. <laughs> yeah, fire and trash cans, fire everywhere. Which is just... It, but, like, that's, uh, that's hilarious. Have you ever sense. been in a dark alley? Yeah, several times. With really scary people? Yes. And you, like, you didn't jump in the car and actually run over somebody? Never. To get happened. out of there? No. <laughs> He's done it. <laughs> I don't want to... It's me or them, man. <laughs> But, but, like, that's that's what we're saying is, like, it's like, basically like, yeah. his perception of what's happening. They could be perfect. Like, we don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, no. I, well, they, I weren't, totally... they weren't sounding very nice. They weren't, you know. Well, that, that's the thing. You don't know. But we also, yeah. Like you that, can't take Because you're taking it. The movie is showing it from his perspective without giving any hard evidence. Cause, yes. And, like, I love that shot where it's the Zolly, the, the zoom and dolly in on his face. The one you kind of get from Jaws. Uh but because he's like, I'm this white guy and there's two black people approaching me. Oh, my God. So he's totally overreacting. And I think the movie demonstrated that with the, with the Zolly. That said, it's murky waters. You don't know how. I mean, this was pre-Giuliani, so it was a little more gritty back then. You know? Well, was, I mean, that's... Well, Pre-Ninja Turtles. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, they weren't out there helping out. Yeah, they were helping out. But, 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 but the ridiculous of, like, the, the cars on fire, this oh, yeah. is obviously... No, 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 exactly. Exaggerated. And, 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 and I, I think it's from his point of view. I, yeah, like, yes, I think it, it is, if, yes. You know, someone else driving through that, it's maybe not on as many fires everywhere or whatever. No. Like, and I... I mean, I think it just shows the racial... I mean, that's what this... One of the things this movie is about is about racism and racial prejudice and just what you see... 
even if it's not necessarily there. He's projecting because he's never been, he's never, he took the wrong turn to the Bronx, he's never been there yeah. before, and he's imagining <laughs> this horror story that happens, and then it, it becomes a horror story. Yeah, or at him. least, yeah, for him, and then, uh, but uh, the real victim of this crime is still the kid that gets hit. Exactly. Uh, There's, the there was, there was no crime before that happened. Exactly. Uh, I mean, they were a little aggressive but it, it the was the hospital's fault. Yeah, let's just sue the hospital. I mean, that, I mean, was, a, that was a great turn. I yeah. like that turn. Because the kid went into the hospital, and they couldn't figure out what was wrong with them. Mm-hmm. Well, and because they just like, oh, brokenness, yeah. we don't care. Like, he probably doesn't so, have insurance. We're not going to look up. Sue the hospital. Well, well, it's interesting, yeah, because the hospital overlooks the kid, probably because he's black and yeah. from this town. The whole, like, the media circus around him is like, we have to make sure this was one of the good ones. Exactly. Quote, he was an honor student? Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 It, it didn't matter. Yeah. It, it, like, it, it's not like he's one of great. those bad black kids, because we don't care about those. He's one of the good ones. So there's, like, this overlooking of the entire uh, race in that regard. Well, that everyone is grist in the mill. I think that's what the whole point yeah. of this movie is. I mean, the mayor just, he, he immediately switches in that one great scene where we introduce him. He's like, yeah. oh, fuck, they're going to think I'm the, the white mayor. I need to become the black. He actually says, the I'll be the first yeah. black mayor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, holy shit, this is like, <laughs> Too much ambition, power, everyone's blind. And even the Reverend... Uh, Al Sharpton? That's clearly... It, yeah, it is. Bacon. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, Reverend yeah, yeah. Bacon, uh, he's completely using the situation for his own gain, too. Yeah, they're all which, using it for their yeah. own gain. Which, exactly. Yes, the that's even the mom. That's what, even the yeah. mom's like, yeah. I couldn't uh, that's, use yeah, yeah, Which like, is where it comes back to that central question is, they all gave up their soul to gain the world. Even exactly. the fucking mom. Even yeah. the mom of her kid. And I think it's interesting that the movie gets away from that too, and I think it's intentional again, that we never really follow up with what happened to the kid. It's uh, interesting that we never really, we only had that one scene with the other witness. Like I thought that could have been a huge part, like it could have, in a different world, that could have been part of the whole movie. Yeah. He's the witness. I know it makes sense that it's not. It's Melanie Griffith. Yeah. But like, but yeah, it is, I mean, yeah, this movie's fascinating to talk about and to think about. Mm-hmm. So at what point do you think Tom Hanks, th- he, he says, or uh, Far- Fallow says that uh, McCoy gets his soul but loses everything. Does he get his soul? I mean, he gets his gets freedom. His dad, yeah. Dad's I approval. I guess that's... Is that enough? I, enough for It's a hug and love. I don't think he does. I wouldn't say. Because, like, that's the thing. Even though Hanks did wasn't driving the car... He still ratted on somebody. He, 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 he <laughs> rat. That's what's important. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I feel like he. There's maybe he's not like individually guilty, but like by not by I, proxy. I, by, I, by proxy, <laughs> no, I, I, just guilty by association. Yes, no, guilty he was by there. association. He could definitely go for vol- involuntary manslaughter. And I think the, again, yeah. this is like one of those things where because it's a white man versus a you know a black man. The white man becomes the victim, even though clearly the black guy is the victim. Yeah, and that's another good like point that the movie is making. Yeah, and because all the white people, all the socialites, they're the ones who profit from the situation. Mm-hmm. I think we do see the mom and the reverend at the end too, but I mean, we never see what happens to that kid. We don't know if he comes out of that. Yeah, coma. We don't know if he is dead or alive. But I, I like, think that's the no point. No one cares. That's the point. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. They got it's the like, money. Yeah, exactly. He that's is all. the lamb up for slaughter, and that's what we all are. Uh, I don't know if it's what we all are. I think it's a certain it's what type of people are. Well, it's the, the, the yeah. you know, the lamb is the metaphor for our soul and money is... Is what's for... That's what we... Yeah, yeah, ex- that's yeah we give yeah. the soul. Yeah. So does anyone come out of this movie with their soul? Because no. I, I don't think we buy the Tom Hanks' soul. 
Damn. No. Judge White is probably the closest. Maybe him and Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's gonna be screwed up. That's you know, true. Yeah, yeah. If her mom is Kim Cattrall. The dog, maybe? Oh, the dog. Oh, Baby Hooch. <laughs> <laughs> Marshall. Uh, I mean, I guess I want to say maybe the coma kid. He, I mean, but we don't know. We don't know what happened. He also, him. yeah, he could have had a gun on him. Like, if, if we're gonna go from the really cynical, awful point of view, like we don't know. We don't know. To jump into things, how about that gun scene where he comes out? Holy shit! He thinks shit. he's gonna commit suicide, <laughs> but then he shoots, shoots everybody. Wait, well, shoot I mean, everybody. Shooting, yeah. I, mean, I mean, it comes like his home is coming falling apart. So how is great. that a scene? A Tom Hanks scene I've never seen before. That's insane. He was full crazy, and I thought it was one of his best acting scenes for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. This stands out as yeah. one of. Like, even if this movie is very muddied and not remembered fondly, and I think it's better than that, the performance he gives is so good because he's so, like, it's such a complex character because he's innocent, but he's a piece of shit. So this is a conversation we had in Bachelor Party where I felt like the way they directed Tom Hanks and the way his performance was didn't make him a piece of shit enough for that movie. But I think he totally nails it here. He's the right amount of scumbag and still holding on to, we like Tom Hanks, that he's got that likability. In fact, the reason that yeah. the producers wanted, yeah, yeah. Brian De Palma yeah. wanted John Lithgow, which is insane. I would have loved to see that version. They also, uh, that'd be good. They I, like I mean, that. oh, Steve Martin was the original. Oh, yeah, yeah. that'd be great. That was when uh, Mike, Mike Nichols, Nichols was yeah. going to direct it. Ooh, <laughs> I think, yeah, that'd be a good movie. Uh, <laughs> that'd be awesome. I still think that movie is still here, though, but I see, what, I see exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Um, but I think that, yeah, because the producers... Ch Chevy Chase, sorry to... <laughs> just sorry to interrupt. But, but the producers wanted Hanks because he's got that charm, that likability, and because he's got to do so many Despicable, bad things yeah. that they wanted someone to, that the audience would hang on to despite all these horrible things. Well, and I think that's, worked, that's right? the reason you choose yeah. Hanks. We've talked about that numerous times, and I think it's a perfect casting situation. And this is him trying to break out of straight comedies, like coming off of Big and Splash. And this is before he made Philadelphia. Yeah, so yes. was, this was considered a failure. Like it was like it wasn't until Philadelphia where he's like, oh, he's a dramatic guy. Yeah, yeah, but I think this was, this was like a fascinating point of his career. If this had been success successful, yeah. that would have been the movie. This exactly. was pre-Philadelphia. This is like his first try. Uh, and I think it like again, the movie didn't succeed, but I think his performance really does. Do you guys disagree? No, he was good. Yeah, it <laughs> was good. Oh, the acting was great. I enjoyed everybody's performance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone's like a, a level of over the top that's perfect for the the movie. Yeah, and especially the women, uh, and especially Melanie Griffith. Holy shit, what is she doing? She's insanely <laughs> good in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> like I hate her and I love her because she's so funny and. Oh yeah, I love every time she. Flubs a, a word and just says something ridiculous. And like, uh, it's, uh, you're being paranoidical. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Spasmodically. <laughs> I, she's clean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, his, del his delivery on that is too great. Um, I think the best Tom Hanks line in it, your favorite, is, I don't feel incredibly sexy right now. Yeah, I, I, I don't feel terrifically <laughs> sexy. Terrifically, yeah. uh, I don't feel terrifically sexy right now. Yeah, one of my favorite Tom Hanks lines of all time, though. Uh, his Hanksiest line is definitely when they're shooting, uh, or even when he's shooting the shotgun at the party, and he's like, "Everybody, get out!" <laughs> so not that specific, but a fantastic scene. Don't think just fuck on <laughs> Grand that's, that's Aaron's <laughs> motto in yeah. life. Don't think. Yeah, um, teacher says well, well. I know Aaron's answer to this, and I feel like I don't know if I know Please. your answer, but would you like? Would you trade your soul for money? Yeah. I know. See, I knew that. <sighs> what am I doing Do you, here? Can you put a price on your soul? I don't. 
I mean, that's a weird thing. That's like, the thing, because you can't say, like, oh, if they gave me a billion dollars, I could do so much good in the world. Because the point is, you're not going to when you get Yeah, you're going to get, get no. more money. I'm buying a yacht. Yeah, yeah. Bruce Willis sells out in this movie. That's what, The end of this movie is like, oh, yeah, I'm a sellout. I took the money. The truth is in. That's the interesting thing, because it's like, <laughs> and at first, you have to believe, like, what defines a soul if you go from the popular, you know. It's like, does a soul actually exist? <sighs> Well, I mean, but even if you use like the, the metaphysical, the, yeah, the metaphysical just being a good, human, just being a, yeah. a, 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 a human being. There, there, there's a man, a boy I know, Daniel Humphrey. Oh, I think a, a gossip and, girl. <laughs> okay. Well, it had to happen um, eventually. <laughs> and you know what I did? And since I didn't really enjoy the movie so yeah. much, I thought I could contribute by rewatching the Bonfire of the Vanity episode. Oh, okay. yeah. And bring you the parallels. Oh, interesting. Okay. Please. Yes. Okay. So, uh... You gotta pump this on your shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's say Daniel Humphrey from Brooklyn. He's from the wrong side of the street. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not the, not the wrong. Oh, not the rich. Tom Hanks side. would be scared of him if he saw him in an alley. Okay. Even though he's just a white dude. But, that's, but he's that's, still from, yeah. Who's yeah. Daniel Humphrey's character parallel, then, in this movie? Fallow. Fallow. Because Daniel Humphrey is trying to get the scoop on Bart Bass. That's true. He's a writer. Yes. And Bart Bass is the Hanks character. Yes. Right. He is. And we oh, also yeah, we, f- we find out while he's getting the scoop is that the Bart Bass, the Hanks character, <laughs> also uh, killed someone, but not really. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. There, there he, a- built, he, he burned his own building down for the insurance money, yeah, and there, mu- there might die. have been someone in there. Okay. There was My- someone in there. We, don't, we just don't know if it was on purpose. Yeah. It was on purpose. We don't know. <laughs> so so uh, th- this is an interesting uh, way to kind of take a microcosm of what the popular culture took. Because what does that episode of Gossip Girl say about this movie? Like, how does that verdict come down? Well, it says that, it, I mean, essentially the same thing. You, you lose your soul. Because... His father, the self-righteous Rufus Humphrey of Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You know, the he, Judge White. Yes. I would say. He he has had that success, but he lost a lot during that. Mainly the love of his life. Mm-hmm. Okay. But now he's getting that back. We're in season three. We'll get that. <laughs> All right. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. All right. All right. Enough on on iTunes. On iTunes. Enough. <laughs> September 16. Season three. <laughs> Right. Bring it back to Hanks. Okay. Also, another parallel is also during the episode, we have a business partnership of a crazy girl, Agnes, and Jenny Humphrey. Okay. And there is an actual bonfire, and the vanity are the dresses that Agnes is burning. Oh. All right. Boom. Wow. All right. We're going to move okay. on from this. But, but, well, no, but it ends, though, with Dan killing the story. He was going to do it and make yes. a name for him. And then he talked to Bart, and he's like, I know it's. Like, it's true, but I don't want to ruin your family. It would ruin his family. Like, uh, Bart or Chuck, his son, it would ruin their whole name, uh, his so wife. Dan Lily. kept his soul. But, but, but wait, wait, if that's. But the, did he? Because he didn't tell the truth. He but didn't keep the, he tell was the truth. Because. But was he protecting the wrong people? Because that's like. Exactly. Did, did they protected tanks in this movie, but was he really the right guy? Even if he didn't pull the trigger, so to speak, was he the right guy to protect when this kid is in a coma? Whose soul. Are we fighting for What's it? the thing? Like, what can you do? You, you sue the hospital. You sue Melanie Griffith because she's the one who drew, drew she the She has car. no money. She's banging these, all these guys for money. So what are you going to get out of her? I mean, but she is married to Ruskin, so she has that. Yeah, she's probably got something. She's the lily. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, don't, I don't think there's an answer to that. Like, I don't think there is. I mean, 
to bring it back to your Every original question, then, <laughs> to bring it back to your original question, though, would you sell your soul? I think there's a part of me that would have one day, but I think now after where seeing I'm at, this movie, not not after <laughs> changed you. Yeah. No, no. But uh, actually, since uh, I've started celebrating Tom Thanksgiving and seeing Hanks as a role model, I think you don't want to. I think it's important to stick to your gut, save your soul. I find it interesting that Tom Hanks is almost a Trojan horse for like social issues because he's such a safe, likable person. Like you bring him in. Because it's like all these complicated issues, and I was like, "Oh, but it's Tom Hanks." But then, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's almost dangerous. It's complicated. Too. Yeah, yeah. He's like the Gentile Paul Reiser. I feel like Paul Reiser's likable enough to do bad things. You wouldn't hate him. Interestingly enough, uh, <laughs> Paul Reiser was going to be was considered for the role in Bachelor Party. As well. <laughs> oh, I thought you were for Kramer. In this movie. No, I no. I can see that. No, uh, get shout out to Saul Rubinek who plays the Kramer. Yeah, prosecutor. He's fantastic. He's great. Love him in Frasier. He's great fantastic. in the pilot of leverage. He's really great in this. Guys, I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There was supposed to be a sword fight oh, I heard in this movie <laughs> <Yeah>. between, <laughs> between uh, McCoy and uh, Fowl, so that would have been our oh, Forrest Gump versus John McCoy. It might have been too over the top. In this movie, that's crazy a over the top. A battle for the truth? Like, what is that? Yes. What would that have Ooh. meant? Is it- a battle for the souls. Yeah. But if you kill a man, do you still have your soul? Or like if you Well you take his soul, now your own soul, and put the souls together. No, it's like Freddy you're versus fucking Jason. Voldemort. <laughs> yeah, that's, <how> it works. <laughs> that's what I got out of it. <laughs> we have disparate feelings about the movie, but what is the takeaway? This movie wasn't successful. But now going back to it, do you feel like it's relevant? What is it trying to say? I think it is very well, relevant. I, yeah. We're it's, always gonna have the same problems. Yeah, it's crazy yeah. that we ha we haven't I think this movie has become less satirical. Yeah, no, is, exactly. It's a, it's a picture of what the world is like. F. Murray Abram is like two steps away from being Trump, and Trump is more over the top. It's true. And, and, I mean, just all these situations, you can just put them into, like, all the different cop killings that we've had. It's essentially, mm-hmm. if Tom Hanks was a cop in that same situation, that's what they're doing, right? They're seeing something, danger that maybe isn't there. Or, I mean, you could you could make that comparison yeah I, I even made the comparison just lightly while uh, the father came in uh, and was talking to Tom Hanks like we're gonna support you because we know you're, you're in trouble and oh I was just like, like the stand yeah it's like uh, fucking Brock Turner's father writing yeah. a, my poor son the rapist yeah uh, he's had a lot to go through um and that is the, hopefully the only time I'll ever have to compare yeah. the great Tom Hanks <laughs> to a horrible rapist. <laughs> oh um, my god. God, let's not do that again. But, yeah. uh, but no, it's crazy that I think this movie was a satire. And you you said for a minute, like, this is ahead of its time. And it's like, now it's it's too current. Do you think if we gave this movie to all the different critics in the world today, would they still have the same reaction of like, oh, this is just a shit show, it sucks? Or I wonder if it's... I, because the 1990 was maybe like right when we were getting out of what uh, Reagan. But well, no, but it was Bush was president, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and we were just getting into the Clinton years. So it wasn't. It was before like oh the economy was good again. So it wasn't quite like it was like the first Gulf War. Yeah, yeah. but was was the world like thinking oh racism has been solved? Is that part of the reason I mean, this why comes, yeah, right there was racism. no racism back then? <laughs> That's what the movie's trying to say. That you could, you couldn't listen. You could not make this movie today. I don't think you could. It's too real. I, yeah, it was a little too real. 
I think if you made this movie, makes this movie worth seeing yeah. or worth knowing about, just on its own, just that sentence right there. Actually, I think if you made this movie today, you would see it on television. It would be a yeah. series, yeah. like an HBO okay. series. No, it would totally be yeah. Yeah. True Detective. Yeah. <laughs> actually, come on, HBO. It actually might be very similar to The Night of, which is a new HBO. Oh, I'm very excited for that. that. Like, I think yeah. there might be some parallels to that. And actually, if you did make it a, a series, it would make all these uh, like extensive plots a lot easier to. Digest because it's like you know only one episode at a time. You have to follow a few yeah. things. And we could get into all these different characters and see these actors play because we do get those fun bite-sized chunks. But you can just get all like yeah, it'd be Emmys aplenty for all these people. Yeah, I mean, I think I mean the movie or the book. Like the book is huge. I've seen. I've never read it. It's I've seen it. Tom Wolfe's books are <laughs> massive, and it also it took three years to go through in a Rolling Stone as a serial. So like you can just imagine how long that is and how much stuff is going on. So yeah, I, honestly, this has a TV show. This is that's the Maybe fundamental problem. Do you guys want to do that? I'm, yeah. That's the fun. It's but can not, we get Hanks and Bruce? Can we get the same cast? We'll get it the same cast. Yeah, like, I'll, I'll get the my, same cast. I'll yeah. get on the that's horn a right problem. now. Honestly, yeah. it'd be fascinating. People would be like, "Oh, interesting." Because yeah, I think that's this movie isn't bad. It's just too dense. I think if this movie was a show, it would be phenomenal. Yes, I think if we actually read the book, we would realize that De Palma literally kept the whole book, probably. Yeah, and I think that's the problem. It's maybe a problem. He could not choose anything to take. Yeah, he just he couldn't make a choice. He wanted all of it. I think. I think. Yeah, you. I think that was confusing to everyone. Yeah, Yeah, I think you see his skills within the moment to moment, but Mm -hmm. yeah, the big picture, it's there's too much. It's overstuffed. And that's the problem of the adaptation. So I think we kind of solved the problem of yeah. Bonfire of the Vanities, guys. Wow, we don't always do that. It's a good movie. It's just... A better TV a show. A better TV show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Much <both>. like Gossip <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. your Hanks connection. There you go. Vote Bonfire of the Vanities. This yes. election year for a next TV show adaptation. Yeah, all right. We'll get uh, HBO on the horn and get that... Uh, Along with True Detective Season 3, starring Hanks and... Uh, well, I think we have Hanks to choose Willis. one now. we got to choose one. I think we're going to do both. Yeah, I would true. rather... Let's... I think we can do Bonfire, I like... I it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll pitch Bonfire, and then, well, what about this? Yeah, okay. it, it, we could just be True Detective three, Season 3, but it's really Bonfire of the Vanities. All right. Any last thoughts, guys, on this, this crazy, weird, maniacal movie? It'll be interesting to but see it in 20 years. Now that what... I know that... Because I thought it was going to be a draw. I thought it was going to be like a Wall Street type movie, but it was this absurd comedy. Now that I know it's an absurd comedy, I I might be, you might be able to take it yeah, a take more. it a little more. Yeah, I could. Well, I, I think it's supposed to be a combination of both. I mean, Don Giovanni, the opera, obviously an intentional choice is exactly that. It blends comedy, melodrama, and supernatural elements. Which uh, that was just Freeman's monologue. That was yes. supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I mean, I, I think this podcast has made me enjoy it even more. I, I did enjoy the experience of watching with you, Elvis, and then, because Aaron didn't show up for our screening. Because you told me I couldn't be naked. <laughs> we never said that. I never said that. You could. You may have. Yeah. I, I do tend to say that, too. <laughs> it's like, put on pants. All right. You never wear pants. Shorts are fine. Uh, oh, I was putting pants away today. Never seen those again until November. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Too hot. All right. Well, well, I hope the people see this movie. Yeah, before. go see yeah. it. You should this see every Hanks movie. This is a fantastic movie. movie. Guys, just be decent people. Just be be human beings. Draw, okay. Do your best. Call your mother every day. Don't. That's too much. Um, <laughs> or your grandmother, because that's the message. Is like the grandmother. What they taught you is what. Oh yeah. yeah. My grandmother is not a good role model. Which could also be bad because you're just repeating the cycle. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's a vicious cycle. How did Brexit happen? All the old stupid people. Um. 
A very political podcast. This is a, like it's a very political movie. It, is. it makes sense. There's a lot to say about today, um, and we've said about as much as we can handle. Uh, so thanks for coming on the show, you guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank yeah. you. This we already great. your show like a nine times yeah. during the show. But Gossip nice Guys, <laughs> iTunes, season three, September 2016. Any personal Twitters or things you want to plug? Uh, I am the worst. That's the W R S S T. Uh, Twitter, you. Instagram. Yes, yeah, you. Nice to see you. No, you do the W R S T. W U R S S T. Right. So like bratwurst, but spelled yeah, yeah. yeah. extra S. And uh, yeah, Facebook, all that jazz. Cool. And then there's Andy. Yeah, there's Andy. Yeah. Wandering green. But, they, they already know you. They do. They already know me. They don't, they know <laughs> they don't want to hear you anymore. How can the people find you, Elvis? They can find me at Elvis Kunish on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere. Uh, you can follow the podcast at Tom Hanks Pod for all the Tom Hanks giving updates, newses when the, there's a last minute uh, change to an episode, like what's coming out next week. Uh, and in fact, next week coming out is we're taking a little dive. So we've talked about how today this would be a fantastic TV series. Did you guys know that Tom Hanks has been in some TV shows? What? what? That's right. Next week we're talking about. His directorial debut and his little supporting role in an episode of Tales from the Crypt. Ooh. Only Spooky. the Lonely. No, that's a John Candy. That's movie. John um, Candy, yeah. None but the Lonely Hearts. Uh, season four, episode one. It's all on YouTube. Check it out. Watch it before you wa- uh, listen to next week's episode. It's going to be a fantastic discussion. I know because we already recorded it. <laughs> <laughs> and, wow. uh,. That's it for this week, guys. Thanks for listening. You be kaya, motherfucker. <laughs> Tom Hanks, we fell in love with you, Tom Hanks, just like so many do deeply, because you made us smile, and you're great on screen style, so that's why we give thanks, because you've got a friend in Tom Test. Test number three. Test number three. Peanut granola bar. Penis granola bar.